0: this is Laura Huey and you're joining me for the I hate podcast podcast courtesy of hashtag crimcom. today's topic websites creating your own website why you should consider doing it what are the benefits and what are some potential challenges I am NOT gonna lie to you years ago when I used to see people creating their own personal websites I used to think that eh, like uh, it's kind of ta that's, that's how I felt. I thought it was like tacky self promotion. I mean, really you need your own website, you know, like a spot on the department websites, not good enough. Like, wh- like, what are you, you know, uh, like the Darth Vader of, uh, sociology and you've got to put, you know, all hail the Sith Lord. I mean, I just didn't get it by the way. I also don't get star Wars. So I'm probably sure I just mangled that whole analogy. Let's talk about websites. I have changed my mind, I have become converted. And now see the importance of websites to pushing out good research. And as well, a little bit of brand familiarity for people that might potentially be interested in your work as, as a researcher. So here's the thing, over the past, oh, I wanna say six or seven years, I've probably created five different websites. You, you heard that correct, five different websites. I did. Yes, I did have an IT background, but let's face it, you go to, you do uh, what, 11 years in 11, 12, however many years to do your PhD, (sighs) you are not keeping up on all the latest stuff on IT technology, software, yada, yada. Like, Like, you know, I can barely work Facebook, okay? So, if I am capable of actually creating a website, so are you. There are, there's a lot of very, uh, well, I wouldn't say very friendly, but more user friendly, uh, software platforms for you to create your own websites. I use Wix. Other people might use, I don't know, GoDaddy.com or something else. For me, Wix has all the functionality that I like, and I've been able to do a fair amount with it in terms of blogging, videos, databases, and so on. That said, it can be, it can be glitchy as hell. I'm not going to lie. So, you know, what I would suggest is if you're thinking about creating a website, you should do it. And also you should look at a few different platforms and also take advice from people who've done it themselves. The alternative, and some people do this, they'll go out and they'll pay however much money for somebody else to create a website for them. Problem with that is anytime you want to update it, you might be shelling out more money. It is much better for you to sit down for a day, two days, a weekend. The very first website I did was an entire three day weekend. Now the last website I did, which by the way, I did the website for crimcom. And if you hate it, I don't want to hear about it, but that literally took me, I want to say an hour, maybe an hour and a half. in the first, first, first get things going. Why? Because there's tons of, it's like word templates. There's templates that you can use to create your website based and the templates will, you'll answer a few questions but I like this, I don't like that. And then they'll start to put things together for you, make a suggestion about colors and palettes and background, you'll go click, 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 you're getting a website. And good news, you can also for the $15 a year, get a domain name attached to it as well. So it is not that difficult to do what are the upsides to the website well of course you can put your content out to the world i know some criminologists who have links to podcasts they put their papers up so it's by the way being um, that's one of the ways that you can sort of get around some of the access issues with your work you can you can self archive copies depending on the journal so that more people can read it it's not totally hidden behind a paywall you can put up a copy of your cv you can put friendly pictures up you can invite you can create um, a, you can blogs like i my website actually my personal website was created so that i could blog and um, i i love it i've got a little my headshot uh some you know a- academically looking uh, icons and sayings and quotes and stuff and um Hit the button, there's my CV. If you, and which of course, I'm not gonna lie, it's all, almost always out of date, but it's still more update than my department website version. So, there you go. And of course, the blog. So, these are things that you know, again, for the amount of time and investment and the initial investment in terms of setting up the website for yourself, it will vary by the software um, platform. I want to say that uh, what did I pay for the last one? I think it was in us dollars. Let's say about 150 us dollars a year for the website and all the functionality of the website. Cause I got, I, I of course go for the plan where I have the least amount of hassle. So I don't want to see ads on my website. I want um, it to look the way I want it to look. I want to be able to have access to mailboxes and so on. So people can mail, email me through the website. As opposed to putting my per, uh, my personal email address up on the site, or uh, worse yet, using my department website. Though unfortunately, Professor Google will out you and probably give your email your work email address out. That said, I like to be able to use uh, those kind of features, and so I highly recommend that you consider that when you when you construct your design. What's the functionality that you want your website to have? Also, what are you promoting on your website? Are you promoting yourself? Are you promoting a research agenda? Um, are you promoting a cause that's related to your research? So when you when you design your own website, or even if you pay somebody else, these are the types of things that you have to think about. Of course, we go back to the very first discussion in this series. Who it? Well, the second discussion. I lied. The first one was what's your niche. The second one is who's your audience. You want your website to reflect, uh, the content that you want out to the audience, as well as it should be visually appealing for that particular audience. There's a lot of people like myself, by the way, who are, can't, don't want to see tons and tons of visual clutter, tiny fonts, um, dark, like I don't need a dark background where it's really hard to read. You also have to think nowadays, a lot of people are accessing websites through mobile devices. Does your website look as good on your screen, your computer screen, as it does on your uh, iPad or your, or Android, sorry, Android people, or your iPhone, see, I'm a bit of an Apple girl, Uh, or, you know, your Samsung Galaxy. There, again, this is something that you can actually check out when, if you're doing it yourself, you can create your website on your laptop, and then switch over to mobile mode and then make sure that, it, like I said, you go through the mobile mode. I had to figure this out that took me, it took me two or three websites to, to get the hang of this, but make sure that it looks good in mobile mode because there's nothing worse than a beautiful website on the laptop, but everybody's looking at it on their phone and it looks like crap. Okay. I think I've killed this topic. I have like, it is done. Probably is then I'll think of three more things I should have said, but I'm who cares? It's a beautiful sunny afternoon and I need to peace out. Alright, catch you on the flip side.